Well, as Pastor was talking about those strings, strings of prayer. Again, you know, I'm going to be talking about healing tonight. But um, as he was talking about that, I was just reminded there's stream, healing streams. There's rivers of healing that flow from the throne of God and they flow to us. And there's also rivers of living water. Jesus said that when we get filled with the Holy Spirit, rivers of living water are going to flow out of us. But I just sent something so big when he said that about a healing river and a healing wave. There's been times in our nation that healing was so in manifestation. Um, I've heard, and you maybe have heard too about the healing revival that began in 1947, went through 1958. I was born during that time, actually uh, didn't go, I was little, but I was born during that time. But I know that my parents went to Oral Roberts tent meeting and just talking about all the healings that happened and miracles and signs and wonders. And did you know that our God is the same yesterday, today, and forever? And he has always, Jesus has always been the healer. It's always been his will that people enjoy the sacrifice that he paid for our salvation, but also for our healing. And <clears throat> I just sense this, that we are totally on the verge of a great healing revival coming in to manifestation once again. That's why Jesus came. And you know, the Bible's clear too. Some very familiar scriptures, Acts ten thirty eight. Up there in the booth, I might be jumping around a bit and share some of my passages and others, maybe not, but that's all good. They're quick. They're sharp. Hebrews chapter 10, I mean, Acts chapter 10, verse 38, how God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Spirit and with power who went about doing bad. No, he went about doing good and healing all who were oppressed of the devil for God was with him. Just this scripture alone settles the issue that healing is good. I don't think I've ever met anybody that was under attack physically and they're like, Oh, yay. I'm so glad I'm sick. I'm so glad that, you know, I've lost my voice. I'm so glad that cancer came on my body. No, sickness is never a good thing. And this scripture, the Bible calls it, it's an oppression of the devil. And Jesus came to set us free from that oppression. He went about doing good. What was the good that he did? Delivering the captives, healing the sick. I thank everybody in here tonight. You've had that opportunity to have sickness attack your body. You've had the opportunity to be weak. And you know what? Being weak is bad. Being strong is good. 
Being sick is not fine, not the will of God, but being well is. Amen. Those, there's the people, I don't got this, but there are people that fight for the right to be sick. And they go through all of this stuff that God sent sickness to teach them something. Well, certainly people have learned something when they were sick, when they're flat on the bed, flat on their back. Many times it's because they finally get quiet enough and quietly get, get in tune with their spirit to call upon God. And God is merciful. He shows up. He manifests himself, but we need to make it clear. He's not the author of sickness or disease. There isn't any in heaven. He's not cooperating with the devil and saying, you know, I need, I really need to teach Cindy something. Can I borrow a horrible disease from you, devil, and slap on her? And we're so glad you're healed from the top of your head to the soles of your feet. We're still saying that over you, right? In Jesus' name. But you know what? They don't switch places. The devil's bad. Sickness bad. God's good. Healing is good. It's a good gift. We're talking about the goodness of God. In James chapter 1 verse 17 it says this. Every good gift, every perfect gift is from above. And it comes down from the Father of lights with whom there's no variance or shadow of turning. When it's something comes that's bad, don't accept it. Don't praise God for it. We praise God in the midst of bad situations because we know and we're confident that he's going to get us through it. And he is able to turn even bad situations around and work things for his good. But he doesn't bring it. So never say, thank God for this sickness. Thank God for this horrible thing that happened in my life. No, not thank God for it, but I'm going to thank God in it because he's the master at fixing any disaster and he knows how to turn this thing around. And you know, the place that we live in now in this, in our world, Medical science has so advanced and all these new treatments for this and that. And we're thankful for all of those things. But it seems like the more that medical science advances in this new drug or this new treatment, a new disease pops up. Can't keep up. It's because we live in a fallen world. But, and thank God for doctors and medical science. But they will never have all the answers for all the diseases that are cropping up in our world. So you and I, we have to be agents of goodness. We have to operate in that same anointing and passion that Jesus did. How Jesus went about doing good. We need to be ready to lay hands on the sick. Isn't that what believers are called to do? It's one part of the great commission that Jesus gave over in the last chapter of Matthew. He said, lay hands on the sick and they shall 
recover. Again, there's something big happening about that healing stream. That healing stream has never dried up. Down through the ages, people have fought healing and they've tried to dam it up and they've tried to say that signs, wonders and miracles passed away with the last disciple dying. No, that's not true. And even if it was the last disciple dying, we ain't dead. We're still disciples and followers of Christ. And we still have that healing power flowing in us. And through us. So it's so important that we stay strong. And we operate at our best physically. We need to know how to tap into that anointing for us. But in this time, there's so many hurting people around us. How God anointed Jesus. Went about doing good. Healing all. That were oppressed of the devil. Anybody met anybody that's oppressed? Anyone come into contact with a family member or a friend that is just a tangible oppression? There's darkness available out there. And there's the pressure of this world. And we can't succumb to it. We got to rise above it. We're the answer. We're the light. In the midst of darkness. Why did Jesus come in the first place? Well, we know this, that he came in 1 John 3, 8. He who sins is of the devil, for the devil has sinned from the beginning. Well, without saying amen, a lot of sinners out there. But we're not there to condemn and point our finger This is what Jesus did with people that were sinning. He came with a purpose. But for this purpose, the Son of God was manifest that He might destroy the works of the devil. This is what Jesus' earthly ministry consisted of. Over in Matthew 4.23, And Jesus went about all Galilee, teaching in their synagogues, Preaching the gospel of the kingdom and healing all kinds of sickness and all kinds of diseases. This is the ministry that Jesus had when he walked on this earth. Short ministry, three years. And in that period of time, he went about teaching, preaching, and healing. He went about showing the goodness of God. And he it reiterated this in John 10:32 he said when he was being accused by the you know the religious leaders of that day Jesus answered them many good works have I shown you from my father. That's what he went about doing, showing the goodness of the father. The Bible says it's the goodness of God. That leadeth men to repentance. How do we show his goodness? Well, we show it first by loving one another. Jesus said, they will know that you are my disciples because of the love 
love that you show. Not condemnation, not pointing a bony finger in somebody's face and saying, you're going straight to hell. No, that's not going to make anybody want to love Jesus. But I like the approach that I know that our team that goes out on the streets and the people here that are out sharing Jesus, the approach is, have you heard what? What is it, Jose? Have you heard the good news? It's the goodness of God that leads people to repentance. And part of this goodness is healing. Healing. Jesus loves to heal people. It's amazing to me how he is so merciful. And he he heals people not on their merit, but on his goodness. Not on their good works, but on the work that he completed. I've told this story many times, but it comes up again. I grew up in a a little, little country, Pentecostal church. Grew up in Pawnee, Oklahoma. And then the church we went to was in a smaller town in Skeety, Oklahoma. But the whole uh, T.L. Osborne, the whole Osborne family grew up in that same area. Some of you may not have heard of T.L. Osborne, but he would come. To our little church. His little sister, his baby sister was actually our youth leader. And he would come and he'd show those reels. They were, any of you know what a great big reel is? <laughs> Everybody, some of the younger ones are like, what? Well, you know, it's a huge thing where you put this reel on there and then you put a screen up and you actually watch to film that way. Way back, you know, way back in the day. And anyhow, he'd show these films. Of these crusades. I'll never forget it. I know it's what put the world in my heart. I'd watch those films and then go to the altar and cry. Cry over the lost people of the world. And say, God, use me. Send me to the nations. I know that's how it got birth in my heart. Associations are important. Impartations from men and women of God are important. They brand us. But he said this all the time. Healing is God's dinner bell. And he would talk about these massive crusades. And he'd show us the films. And it was amazing. Before he even would give an altar call for salvation, he'd preach a simple message that Jesus is the Son of God. Jesus died for your sins. But Jesus died to heal you. And his point would always be those stripes that Jesus took upon his back, that beating that he took, those same stripes and that same blood that will cleanse you of your sins washes away sickness and disease. Simple but profound. And then he would just pray a prayer. How many of you have sickness in your body? Jesus is going to heal you right now and just pray. And then he'd say, how many of you are now healed? 
thousands of people would line up and come across the stage. Some of them, their blind eyes were open. Some had, they would throw their crutches. I mean, I'm not talking about healed of a sniffly nose. Thank God for that. But we are talking about major miracles here. Just by people saying, okay, you said he's my healer. I receive it. What was that? It was the goodness of God in manifestation. And then after they saw all that God did, Jesus did by healing their bodies, then he'd throw out the net. Okay, how many of you now want to receive this good, good God, the same God that has healed your bodies now wants to give you a brand new life? And of course, the masses we call on the name of Jesus because they saw his goodness in manifestation. God is not opposed to showing his goodness. God is not opposed to people that have never called upon his name experiencing The healing and delivering power. He wants to show himself strong. It's going to take some signs, some wonders, some miracles to cause all those hundreds of cars and those lights I see right now driving past this building to like, oh, I need Jesus. Oh, I've got an incurable disease. I hear there's a healer in the house there. Yes. Folks, we got to get ready. Ready for a healing revival. Yeah. Like we've never seen before. Yeah. It's coming. It's coming. Rivers of healing flowing through us. Flowing in this place. Hallelujah. That's his will. That's what he wants to do. He said again in John 10, 32, many good works have I shown you from my father. And then back up to John 10, 10 in the Amplified. The thief comes only in order to steal and kill and destroy. But I came that they may have And enjoy life. Have it in abundance. To the full. Till it overflows. Jesus doesn't want us to have abundance of tests and trials and pain and agony and torment. No. He wants us to have an abundance of his life. Zoe. The God kind of life. Life. Like Jesus has it. Life like they enjoy in heaven. We don't have to wait until we get to heaven to experience the goodness of God. It's the goodness of God now in the land of the living. Now in the life of the believer. We can enjoy life. He said, I came that you might have and enjoy life. If you're not enjoying your life, 
and your walk with Jesus, something is wrong. Being a Christian ought to be fun. Being a Christian is enjoyable. Being a Christian ought to provoke others to want to have the same life, peace, and joy that you have. We are the only Bible that some people will ever read. Let's give them a good read. Let's let them see Jesus for who he truly is. Living big on the inside of us. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus, for your goodness. Thank you, Jesus, that you bore our pain and our sickness. You took it for us, Lord Jesus, because you are good. You are good, good shepherd. And our good shepherd, he doesn't starve his sheep. He feeds his sheep. He doesn't hurt or wound his sheep. He pours in the healing balm of Gilead. Aren't you glad when you're hurting? Aren't you glad when you've been wounded? He shows up on the scene. Because he took our pain. He carried our diseases. He healed our wounds. We're going to read this couple, maybe more scriptures. And then we're going to pray for healing. Those that need healing here in the house today. Isaiah 53 verse 4 and 5. Surely he hath borne our griefs and carried our sorrows. Yet we did esteem him stricken and smitten of God and afflicted. But he was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement of our peace was upon him. And with his stripes we are healed. Then let me read it to y'all of the NIV. Surely he took up on he he took up our pain and he bore our suffering. Yet we considered him punished by God, stricken by him and afflicted. But he was pierced for our transgressions. He was crushed for our iniquities. The punishment that brought us peace was on him. And by his wounds, we are healed. His sacrifice was enough. What Jesus did for us was enough. He redeemed us. Spirit, aren't you glad that you're born again on your way to heaven? He redeemed us. Spirit, soul which is our mind, our will, our emotions, the chastisement of our peace. Where does your peace get tempted to be disturbed? In your soul, 
in your emotions. The blood that He shed cleansed our sins. The stripes that He took on His back bought our physical healing. And those thorns that were placed upon His precious head beat down into His head and blood streamed down His face. That paid for our peace. Those thorns took mental torment. It's the whole package. He redeemed us. Spirit, soul, and body. What He took, we need not take. What He bore, we need not bear. Hallelujah. I read a notation today in the Spirit-filled Bible concerning these verses. Divine healing. In Isaiah chapter 53, it clearly teaches that bodily healing is included in the atoning work of Christ. His suffering and His cross. The Hebrew words for griefs and sorrows mean physical affliction. Furthermore, the words bore and carried referred to Jesus' atoning work on the cross and has made it clear the fact that these same words used to describe Christ's bearing of our sins as described in 1 Peter 2, 24. We'll look at that in closing. 1 Peter 2, 4 actually. Who himself bore our sins in his own body. Oh, no, that's wrong. It is 1 Peter 2.24. I was right the first time, right? 1 Peter 2.24. Sorry, wrote that down wrong. Who himself bore our sins in his own body on the tree that we, having died to sins, might live for righteousness. By whose stripes ye were healed. Some people want to argue and they'd say, well, salvation is more important than healing. Well, certainly if you had to choose or whether you're going to go to heaven or be physically healed, any dummy would choose going to heaven. But folks, it's not a choice. Jesus made the choice for us. And he said, choose both. Choose it all. Hallelujah. Woo! The price has been paid. We're redeemed. Redeemed by the blood of the Lamb. We are redeemed from sickness. We're redeemed from the death, separation from Him. We're redeemed, redeemed, redeemed. How I love to proclaim it. Hallelujah. Let's receive all that He did for us. And He wants to manifest healing in your body because He loves you. But you know what? The big picture is this. He wants you at your best so you can love others. He wants you healed and whole. So you can carry that same 
healing and that same good news to a lost, dying, hurting world.